0: So the big question is this, how do regular dads like us, who weren't given a playbook on parenting, who only have 24 hours in a day to make it all happen, how do we provide for our families in a way that will allow us to raise happy, successful children and have a thriving marriage while still being a man and doing the things we love? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. This is Rad Dad Secrets. Here we are, welcome back everybody. Totally Rad Dads, Rad Dad Secrets. Uh, Jefferson, Eric here. Eric, I want to start out today. I told you right before we started recording, I was like, I, I, I want to start out with a little little surprise. But I want to I want to go over either a parenting win or a parenting fail of the week. Like I, I have a fail, and I'm going to bring it out right now. This whole quarantine stuff. I'm I'm still working. I'm working two and a half days a week: Monday, Wednesday, and a half day Friday. So I'm home Thursday or Tuesday, Thursday, which I, I normally am not and then Saturday, Sunday, obviously, but I was not, I was not born to be a stay at home dad. I'm just going to lay it out on the table. I was not born to be a stay at home dad and be home with my kids. I love my kids. I mean, it goes, God, my wife, my kids. Right. Um, But I was not, I was not born to stay at home. And so during this whole quarantine, you know, shelter in place business, our house has just been chaotic and just my wife is very organized and, and she, she is what keeps this house going. Um, but with kids at home, you could clean a room and within two seconds after you turn turning your back, it's going to be destroyed. Right. So boom, exactly. Just, just tornado, um, comes through and just wrecks everything. So, so <laughs> we, we I decided, decided one day, I'm like, okay, kids, let's, let's clean this. Let's clean the basement. We live on a, on a hill, and so our main floor is on the top, and then the basement on the bottom is, is where all the kids' rooms are, and the playroom, and it was just, the playroom was a, was a disaster. So we're, we're getting things done, getting things taken care of, and one of my daughters is just, we have let them stay up a little bit later than normal. Um, right. Just, You know sleep in each other's rooms and you know who's sleeping in whose room tonight and it just kind of a revolving door Uh, but so they're a little tired and a little grumpy and one of my daughters was just not having it and so they found this caterpillar this baby caterpillar up when they were hiking in the hills they brought it back they put a bunch of grass on the countertop and for this little caterpillar to just roam around the countertop down in our playroom. There's like a bar and everything. So I said, okay, who, who made this mess? And the kids are like, they pointed at her. They're like, okay, Bentley, come here, sweetheart. Let's clean this up. I have a bag right underneath where all she has to do is gently, gently sweep it in with her hand into the garbage bag she slams her hand down and like slaps it. And it I, I think like two strands of grass went into the bag and everything just went on the floor. I, I thought, I, I don't know what I was going to do, but I was, I was so upset. And usually I'm level headed. I'm calm. I'm collected. It takes a lot to get me going. But for some reason, this one parenting fail, I slammed my hand on the, on the countertop. I didn't, I didn't touch her, but I slammed my hand on the countertop and I just, I I yelled at her. I said, are you serious? You just did this. I had this set up to all you had to do is sweep it in. Um, so there's my parenting fail for the uh, for the week. Do you have a parenting win or fail? <laughs>
1: the, the win. Uh, I, can, the I can probably, I probably. Oh yeah, the, the couple of wins. I've got some pretty sweet quarantine haircuts. In fact, I'll post those to the Facebook here. Covid Facebook cuts. Group, yeah, covid cuts are pretty pretty radical. If I don't say so myself, got nice rat tails in the back. Got the straight bowl cuts. Literally used the bowl to cut it, and uh, and some lightning bolts on the side of one of his head. Did the Tiger King uh, haircuts. So, so I'm dropping some pretty sweet haircuts. Um, so hold on. I have a question for you though. I mean, what, how, how'd the story end? Like what after, I mean, was it like, she ran away crying? Did you, oh, I mean, she, what, what, what did we get out of this? Like, what, totally.
0: She ran away crying and you know, five minutes later, I felt like the biggest jerk in the entire world. I mean, I just, I, I crushed my <laughs> nine-year-old daughter's, you know, I, I hurt her feelings really yeah. bad. Yeah. didn't, I didn't touch her. But sometimes I feel like sometimes the the yelling and the you know the verbal the stuff emotional, like, right? Yeah, totally. And so uh it was about ten minutes later. I was up doing dishes up in the up in the kitchen and, and she comes walking in. I, I don't know what she was doing, but uh I I, I kind of tricked her. I was like, Bentley, come here. And uh she, you know, her head, you know, ducks down a little <laughs> here bit. There we go. I know. And then I just I I grabbed her, I grabbed her cheeks, you know, and and I and I I t- tilted her head up and I said, "Sweetie, I'm sorry for for losing with you down there." I was really frustrated and um, I'm sorry. And I gave her a hug and oh my gosh, she just jumped into my arms and like squeezed me the tightest like uh, kids are kids are amazing. Kids are amazing. They they are so quick to forgive. And I mean, it just melted my heart. I almost started bawling. I'm like, "Man, I'm the biggest jerk in the entire world." But it ended up uh, ended up good. It was a actually a parenting win, so we turned it around. Did a
1: 180 parenting win you know what those trials those moments always in one way or another turn into a parenting win whether it's in the moment or whether it's down the road there's always something to be learned from that and how true is that though i mean we we're supposed to be teaching our kids everything but half the time it's our kids teaching us humility and, and all kinds of lessons like that. So I was trying to, I've been trying to rack my brain for something. I've had a lot of fails, a lot of, you know, had some good times with my kids with all this extra time. I would say one of, one of my biggest struggles is being consumed by the whole coronavirus COVID 19. And regardless of the beliefs, uh, what your beliefs are on it, it's kind of all, all, all consuming, right? And it's, it's affecting everybody in one way or another. And uh, I've been following it really closely and probably too closely and spending a little bit too much time on my phone. And what I'm realizing is how much it's stressing me out, causing a, you know, like a stress hormone flush through my bloodstream, which does not help my parenting skills. And uh, so today I told my wife, I was like, all right, I'm giving myself 15 minutes in the morning to do all the research I want on the COVID-19. And after that, I'm done for the day. I will not look at it again. And I'm here to report to you. It has been fantastic and um, disconnecting from that phone has really helped me. I got out and played catch uh, with my seven-year-old boy, you know, first time ever we put mitts on and threw the hardball and, and got to do that. So, um, yeah, trying to uh, learn as we go and, and get a grip on on this weirdness of staying at home, but also the beauty of staying at home. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I, we've, we, uh, we actually went out to uh, the wilderness area here in
0: southern, uh, southern Oregon. Southern Oregon, if you guys know, don't know about Southern Oregon, Southern Oregon is nothing like Portland and Eugene and those northern um, north, northwest corner of Oregon, which everyone thinks we are. We're not. We're like super conservative and uh, not wet. We are super dry. Anyway, we got into the forested area today and we, we took a hike. We just got out. We was like, we, we're like, we, we got to get out. This is, uh, we're going stir crazy in here. So we took a hike and we actually, we wanted to go there. There are a lot of springs in this area where, you know, water just comes up from the ground and where rivers start. And my wife went on this hike uh, last year with her mother and she knew where to go. She had it all mapped out. And as we're going, we... We get to, I, I bet we were about two miles away from where we were supposed to go. And there was this huge dead tree right in the middle of the road. And uh, we didn't have a chainsaw or a saw with us. Um, so we had to turn around. It's kind of disappointing because I was really excited because we brought, you know, we brought our straws and we were going to drink out of the, the, you know, the mouth of this river because it's super filtered, super clean. Oh,
1: sweet. Oh, yeah. It,
0: it's its beautiful. There, Like I said, there's, there's a ton of those that... Um, that start around here of these springs,
1: and so yeah, we didn't get to. Do Wait, that. hold on. Let's reverse this though. You didn't have a chainsaw in your trunk. What kind of a I dad know. are you? I what know. is <laughs> going on here? I know what I wanted to
0: have <laughs> one of those uh, one of those saws where you know one person gets on each side your you know, kids, you know, saw that log, and so yeah, we we didn't make it to there, but we we found uh, we found some spots, and we took a hike and got out. So anyway. Let's get into the the, uh, the nuts and bolts of uh, what we want to talk about today. Uh, t- over the weekend, I was watching. It's not a TED talk, but it's kind of like a TED talk. Um, talks. Uh, this this person brought up wanted to talk about happiness, and he started out by talking about a college student and an and, and art student that wanted to dissect Van Gogh's Starry Night. So Starry Night is worth over $100 million. They, they estimate it's like $130 million, something like that, something crazy. Um, I guess it's all, it, it's worth whatever someone's going to pay for it, right? So, but they they value it at over $100 million. So this uh, college student wanted to see how many brush strokes there were in Starry Night. So, she divided it into little squares and she just took a square and started to look at, you know, how many. So uh, a crude look at this square, it looked like there were only just, you know, maybe a hundred strokes, but as you get closer and closer and closer, just in that little square, there were tens of thousands of strokes. And so this whole big painting had probably over a hundred thousand brush strokes in the whole painting. And so, if you take one brush stroke, that's not worth a hundred million dollars, right? If you take two, three, four, no, you've got to take the whole thing, hundreds of thousands of brush strokes to make that painting what it is. And so, he likened it to our happiness. And he said, our happiness is not just one brush stroke. Our happiness is not two or three or four. Our happiness is Thousands, sometimes tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of little tiny brushstrokes that when you put it all together, that's what makes us happy and that's what brings us the joy in our lives. And so, uh, I just kind of wanted to go over a couple of things that he said, um, and and why it's important, you know, like why going back to a hundred million dollars, if you had this hundred million, hundred million dollar painting. And you had the money to buy it. uh, I'm assuming you're you're fairly wealthy. If you weren't happy, what is it all for, right? If you have a family and you're not happy, what is it all for? Um, So if you boil it down, I, I guess what we're trying to say is we're trying to be happy. And through what we're going to be teaching you and going through with our podcast is is happiness. It really is. It's just being happy. And and how can we achieve? you know, being a totally rad dad. And 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 um, so what are some things that you can do right now to be happy? So one of the things they said is surround yourself with happy people. You know, there's an old saying, show me, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. If you look around at your friends and the people that you're hanging out with and they're negative people, well, guess what? Chances are you're going to be a negative person. So really kind of evaluate who you hang out with. You know, are they happy people? Hang out with them. If they're not, well, if you don't want to be happy, continue to hang out with them. But if you want to be happy, surround yourself with happy people. Meditate. If you don't, if you, if you haven't meditated uh, before, it's, it's really easy. And there's a lot of, uh, a lot of things online that you can look at to, to help you meditate. Um, It starts your day off right. It starts my day off right. Meditate and kind of visualize how I want the day to go. Uh, listen to uplifting music. Um, this is a big one. Uplifting music. Um, that it, it, In the background, you know, what What kind of music are you listening to? Is it, you know, <laughs> most of the music now is all about not, not really happy stuff. So uh, lift, listen to uh, uplifting music. And the last one that I want to go over today is unplug. You know, just put your cell phone down just like Eric did, you know, take, take yourself away from social media. What really sells in this world? You know, negative sells. Nick, you know, negative. So unplug. Um, and, uh, those are the, those, those are some things that you could do
1: really quickly right now to implement, to be happy. Absolutely. Couldn't could not agree more. And I, I, Man, so many different things were going through my mind as you were going going through those. But one thing that I wanted to touch on before I forget is when you're talking about happiness being those paintbrush strokes on that painting. Right? It's called Starry Night, right? Is what it's called. Yeah. Um, so you, you have to you you've got to imagine that when he is painting that painting, right? That he does a stroke and he's like, "Eh, that was not a good stroke." And then he nails it with another stroke. You know, just like you lose it with your kid, not a good stroke. But then you cover it up with that new stroke where you where you make eye contact with them and you connect and you love them. And the thing we got to remember is, the, I mean, the, the mess ups that we have as fathers, which come and quite honestly, they come often, um, really allow you to have those better moments with your kids, right? They, I mean, you wouldn't have had that connecting loving moment and I'm not saying go mess up on purpose so that you can connect and love love right. your kid, but take advantage of the mess ups that you have and and correct those along the way and, and that's how you're truly gonna bond with your kid. Is, and I think it's super important for your kids to understand that you're not perfect, right? That, that you're apologizing for not being perfect and that you don't expect them to be perfect either and uh and to be forgiving towards their mistakes as well um so there and my point in saying that is there's opposition in all things right I mean you you've got to be able to mess up in order to course correct and become better as a father as a man in in all that we're doing And, and really in regards to happiness um you can't truly understand where this happiness is coming from until you understand yourself. Right. And you can't be the best dad possible for your kids. You can't be the best husband possible for your wife until you understand yourself. And everything starts, um, with your belief system. And these are your internal beliefs, right? And most of these beliefs you were born with. Um, a lot of the beliefs you learn as you have experiences, um, as you have mentors, as you're guided. Um, your beliefs can change. That's the great thing about beliefs is you can change your beliefs, but you can't change your belief if you don't know what your belief is. Um, so to in order to be a totally rad dad, you, you've got to spend some time, and Jefferson mentioned earlier, meditation is super important to be able to do to experience that happiness. You've got to be able to ex- spend some time meditating and thinking and pondering on what being the best dad possible for you is because best dad for me is different than the best dad is for Jefferson that is for you the listeners it's going to be slightly different for everybody but you have to know what your beliefs are in order to experience the happiness in order to progress and choose and and what's interesting as you as you ponder it as you think about it I want you to actually physically write these things down what do you believe being a totally rad dad is? What do you believe being the best father that you can be means? What What is being a great dad to you? What, what do you believe around that? And start writing that down. And there's something magical that happens. I know I've talked about this on previous podcasts, but there's something magical. As you get that pen to paper and your brain just starts bleeding or sweating out this information onto the paper, it's going to open your eyes. It's going to open you wide open to understand what your beliefs are. And that's the first step in becoming a totally rad dad is being very crystal clear on what your actual beliefs are. Yeah.
0: And I think that what you just said about being crystal clear, like being a totally rad dad is having fun with my kids. Well, what, what go deeper, right? Go, go levels deeper. Having, having fun with my kids by, Playing with them. Okay. Having fun with my kids by playing with them outside. Okay. A little deeper. Having fun with my kids, playing outside, playing catch with my son. Okay. Maybe even deeper. Playing, you know, catch with a football. You know, just go as deep as you can. Don't just scratch the surface. Go. I, I mean,
1: how many levels do you suggest that go, Eric? Yeah. Bare minimum seven. I think seven is the magic number for most things, but yeah. and, And I mean, really think about what your beliefs are around being that totally rad dad. Like Jefferson was just saying, um, I have a few written down here just to kind of spark your, your imagination here as you're thinking about it. But, um, one, one of my firm beliefs is that we have divine callings as men to be the best earthly fathers that we can be. I believe that we've been entrusted with the little souls, the little spirits or the little children that are with you. I believe, and this is my deep founded belief, that those children were meant to be with me and that I have a purpose to help guide them through this life. And I also believe that they're here to teach me more than I'm even aware of in this current moment. And I believe that this whole process of being a father is where true happiness and deep joy lies, right? And, and so those are some of my deep-founded beliefs that I don't care what anybody tells me, that you can't shake those. That That is internally within me. So you wanna find what those internal beliefs are, like on who you are um, as a father, what it means to be a father, and start writing this stuff down. I promise this is the number one step in becoming your best self, in becoming a totally rad dad. This is
0: brushstroke number one, right? Brushstroke number one onto becoming a rad dad and having that $100 million painting by the time we're done with this, okay? So we've gone over not much today, but we've gone over something that is very, very important, right? It's not, this isn't something um, that's gonna, well, it might take you, it might take you a little bit, Really think about it, ponder about it, but it's something that's simple but very profound. And so, take your time to do this before before our next uh, episode uh, next week. Take your time to do this right now. Get pen to paper, right, Eric? Pen to paper. Don't Absolutely. just don't just think about it. Pen to paper. Get, okay? get that
1: journal out. Start
0: journaling. Get that journal out. So, what we're going to be doing now is. Well, on Friday, we're going to
1: release a uh, what
0: do we what do we call it? What the was the name? The five minute with?
1: Friday challenge. It'll be five yeah. minutes or less. Five minutes or less. Five
0: minute Friday challenge. So this next podcast is going to be really short, really, really, right to the point. But we're going to be giving you a challenge every Friday to go out and do with your kids, uh, whether it's stay in the house and do something, go outside to do something. But we want you engaging with
1: your kids. So. Eric, this has been a good good podcast, man. Fantastic. I know. I was just going to say, listen, rad dads out there. Your beliefs, you got to figure out your beliefs because your beliefs control your behaviors. And you guys, rad dads are rad by choice and not by chance. See you on the next episode.
0: Thank you for listening to the Rad Dad Secrets podcast. Subscribe now to never miss another episode or opportunity to become a better father, husband, and man. Also, be sure to join our Totally Rad Dads private Facebook group for constant support and tips on being the best dad possible. If you haven't yet, please leave us a review. It helps us immensely on iTunes. And remember, we are rad dads by choice, not by
1: chance.